Recording Will Robinson. Welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Monica. I mean, Sam. Was that a friend's joke? And I'm Phoebe. (laughs) You are Phoebe. (laughs) Bryce is Paul Rudd. (laughs) Was Paul Rudd on Friends? He marries Phoebe. Spoilers. Sorry. Wait a minute, well, you're the Friends fan. I don't think there's spoilers for a show that's very yeah, depends old. Depends on your perspective. That's true. I am they a all die fan. at the end. Spoilers. But Paul his own show. No. Paul Rudd is in like everything, though. Like He's even in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. It's like hard to like distinguish what he's in. He's pretty great. Hey, did anybody actually watch the Joey show? Or whatever the no, fuck it was called. Let's of course, know. I watched like two episodes. What, really? That's all there was, yeah, there right? There were only two episodes. <laughs> 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 then I saw the entire series run. You mean it got it, canceled after two episodes? That's I so got canceled sad. pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they had like a, like a half a season recorded and they just did not air at all oh, I, I don't i don't think it bombed quite as bad as the 80s show or that 80s that show, 80s show. Yeah, oh that one was yeah <clears throat> uh, you know there's tons of network executives like i don't understand what works and what doesn't <laughs> 70s works 80s doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah is that the one that had the guy from it's always sunny in it oh, i have no idea Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't have known him at the time. What was there was something you sent me a pilot for that had him in it that was like an American version of a British show. Well, there was the American version of IT Crowd that had oh, Joel yeah. McHale. Oh, that was Wait, Whoa, what? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a it pilot was, episode. And it was Richard Iowati from the original British IT Crowd, but it had Joel McHale as Roy. Because they huh. were like they were like Americans don't like Irish people, I guess. Yeah. Like, why? Why? <laughs> and now everybody loves Chris O'Dowd. He's yeah. like everywhere. Yeah. Who doesn't love Chris O'Dowd? That was a, that's a weird swap out. Yeah. yeah. Joel McHale's just seems like <laughs> super bitter. Yeah. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't a terrible choice, but it didn't get picked up. Yeah. If you can find it on the webs, it's worth checking out. But we're talking about <laughs> Lost in Space. Which has our boy Joey in it. Okay, so how you doing? So Just wait, does it does it really? My, uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no! Absolutely. I'm sorry. Wait, that's why we're doing this. I know nothing about this. We're going to do our segment. Which friend is in this? But oh, we jumped the gun on that. Sorry. Our boy Joey is in this. We already had Monica in uh, Ace Ventura. Oh yeah. yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like we had another friend recently. We had Rachel in no something friends. else. Oh. What was it? I'm just kidding. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, what she's was an she? Iron Giant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We're, we're closing, oh, we, closing the loop on the friend connection. We just need Matthew Perry. And wow. AKA Chandler. Just, you don't Chandler, care about yeah. Lisa Kudrow, huh? Oh, Aww. that's right. Phoebe. I love Phoebe. I, oh, we could do all. Is she an almost famous? No. I'm going to no. say, I'm, here's, here's my ignorant comment because I. I've I've seen movies with both Lisa Kudrow and uh, what's his name Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry Matthew Perry and I believe neither of them have been in good movies. 
I was just going to say. Yeah. Um, what was the one Matthew Perry was in with Bruce Willis? I can't remember the name of I it. I don't think I've ever seen him in any movie. It was He ever. was very funny in that. I can't think of the name of it. I saw that, and I, I think I agree with you that he was very funny in a movie that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was an amazing movie. Well, let's let's put uh, Lost in Space into context here, because I'm I'm very excited about Lost in Space. Yeah, tell talk us why you want to do it. Why we want to do it? Well, first, the, the most Nick exciting thing it. right now is <laughs> there is the new Netflix series Lost in Space, um, and so we're actually recording this on Friday, April thirteenth, the day that that was released. I've oh. watched two episodes. I got up early this morning. I watched two episodes. It oh, looked shit. dope. Is it? And was it good? I. Yeah. Love this show. Ooh, yay. I was holding my breath. In some ways, it is more true to the original concept than any other version. Um, and, and that basic idea. I, I don't What's know how much I should talk concept? about the premise. What do you mean? Like, was there it's, a movie? It's literally the title. Movie? Well, the basic well, idea is yes. <laughs> it's Swiss Family Robinson in space. Okay. Right. And that's that's a basic idea, which is kind of a cool idea. And I don't want to say too much about the Netflix show, but it feels so much more that idea, much more so than the movie we're about to see. So it feels kind of um, like family TV. It's it's very family, but it's it's actiony. Okay. It's we have to survive together. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's I I really like it, and and I do want to say like there are things that are different. There are things that feel like they're different from the original characters. And maybe this is like a slight spoiler thing. So you can skip ahead like 15 seconds. I'll say the robot works. Cause it's a fucking robot. It doesn't have emotions. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. To do. Oh my and God. that's why <sighs> I don't feel like it breaks the original concept. They're coming for you first. Nope. <laughs> nope. I think people are going to be angry about the robot. And I love what they've done the ro- with the robot. This show is on the internet and it's it's logged for future robot generations to hear. Nick thinks you're all soulless. I know you have a soul. <laughs> all right, and, and end the of humans are dead. <laughs> um, so you know, another reason this is so exciting is you know, oh, no. I feel like we now have among our group, we we kind of now have a little bit of a stock in the success of Netflix original programming. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you have anything keep, to say about that, Sam? Keep watching Netflix and paying our bills, man. Because podcasters, I want you to be the first people to know. I have not posted this anywhere on Facebook or LinkedIn or anything, but I'm super excited. I got a new job as a production manager on uh, Henry Selick's new original Netflix feature, Wendell and Wild. And we, we are officially announced now, so I can talk about it. And I'm super excited because Key and Peele are voicing my two main characters. And I meant to That's ask, super cool. so Jordan yeah. Peele is producing, are either of them also have a hand in writing? Um, Jordan, but He's not Keegan. Writing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and know, you I, got to meet them, right? I did. We had our first record this past weekend, and they are... So funny. <laughs> it was great. It's it's really nice that you're you've got a gig with filmmakers that we really like. It would yes. have been rough had you gotten this awesome <laughs> job with people that we don't like, but these across the board are people that 
we love and we want to see what they're working on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Yeah. As I'm able to share more, I will. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. I have not been brave enough to tell Henry that I have a podcast. So guys, please oh, don't tell him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sweet Adam. Is he even on Twitter? I don't know. I don't, I don't Probably think not. so. Yeah. Oh, also like that kind of person. Yeah. No. Another cool thing about my project for you animation nerds out there is that uh, our production designer is Lou Romano, who you probably know from Pixar. Is he and, related to Ray Romano? <laughs> no, but I, so I stupidly had a huge gap in my animation knowledge and Lou Romano, I kept thinking like, what is so like lovable about this guy? Well, he did the voice of Linguini from Ratatouille. Oh, and I've wow. been, I should have known this and I forgot. And I've been working with him for like three months now and couldn't figure out why I just liked listening to him talk. Oh. It's one of my favorite That's animated please. characters. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, fun stuff. Cool. Well, congratulations, Sam. You made it. Thank you. Thanks you for letting it. me. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I got, I got to see some of the stuff and I can't talk about it cause I signed an NDA, but it looks super dope. It's going to yeah. be so cool guys. Oh man, I, I want to go see the stuff. I know. Get get on our film crew, and then I can give you an idea. <laughs> yeah, girl, like, hook me like up. super dope character designs. It's oh, that's another thing I can mention. Our character designer is Pablo Lobato, who is. Como arigato, Pablo Lobato. Thanks, Nick. You're, yes. Uh, <laughs> your Italian girlfriend is dying inside right now. I'm pretty sure that that's was... a Spanish name. Oh. <laughs> yes, so he's she's dying um, because of me now. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good guess. He's in um, Argentina. Ah, okay. We were all dead wrong. Yep. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he does really great graphic artwork, and you should look it up. He's done pieces for New Yorker, and he's known for his caricatures of famous people. Oh, oh, I think I know who you're talking about, actually. You'd probably recognize him if you saw his work. Yeah. But it's so far without giving too much away, is just proving to be the perfect storm of awesome creatives. And Ooh, I so don't see it changing. So, And it's a movie yes. or a TV show? It's a movie. Movie, okay. Yeah, I say show because that's what everyone calls things. Yeah, yeah. It's like the jargony thing. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Sam. We know you're like all big time now and, you know, no. using all those fancy Hollywood terms. Sam. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's encouraging to see that Netflix is doing some really exciting stuff. And you know, though I'm only two episodes deep into Lost in Space, I'm really enjoying it. And you know, maybe some people watching that show will feel like doing what we feel like doing, which is kind of taking a, a step back and seeing some of the other Lost in Space products. Um, Wait, so course, there's more besides the movie? Oh, for sure. This started. Oh, yeah. This was a TV series in 1966. Oh. Uh, it was an Irwin Allen TV series. He did a lot of like action adventure sort of TV series back in the day. So this would have been the same year that Star Trek premiered. And you really have to put yourself in this perspective of, you know, Sputnik had just happened. Yuri Gagarin and Alan Shepard had just flown. And everybody was operating under the assumption that we're going to the moon. We're going to Mars. We're going to be colonizing. Like, this was just the general atmosphere. Hmm. So a show about a family going to space 
seemed like the next step to everybody. It didn't seem like insane sci-fi. It was just like next step shit. Thank you for contextualizing that, because when you, you started that, I immediately assumed that Lost in Space was Star Trek's deep impact. Oh. And and maybe it was in a way, because they were definitely competing. You know, they there's, oh, they've got a space TV show. We want a space TV show. I don't know who started first, but I, th- I think they were always saying, like, Star Trek is Wagon Train in space, and Lost in Space is Swiss Family Robinson in space. And they were direct competitors. So, but it was, you know, it's one of those 60s sci-fi TV shows. But we're not going to watch that. What we're watching is the second version of Lost in Space, which was the movie from 1998, which, Ash, I guess that was the only one that you knew about. Yes. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) I had no idea. I thought this was way older than that. Older than 98? Yeah. Oh. I know, I clearly know nothing about this. Have you seen it? Let's go no. around the table. Sam, you haven't nope. seen it. Brett, you've seen yes. it. Yeah, I've talked about it a okay. few times. So you <laughs> totally spoiled to the robot for Sam. <laughs> yeah, I've wanted to do it because it's uh, it, it occupies a very strange place in my memory because I recall liking the movie, but it also has memorably i think the worst cg i've ever seen Mm. uh like and i mean obviously there's worse cg but like you know the the most effort for the least reward cg is is this movie yeah yeah i i i'm I'm (laughs) hesitant to say because i i have something in my mind that could be very bad in this movie that is cg (laughs) um and i don't want to take away from the stuff in this movie that i remember to be good yeah, no, but, d- don't get it confused. I think this is going to be super awesome, but yeah. just keep an eye out. So, Ash, you've seen it, right? I have. I remember really liking it when it came out, but I don't think that I've seen it since. Um, and But I did, I don't remember why, but recently I did watch the trailer and I am concerned about the CG as well. <laughs> oh, no. You got to stop watching the trailers. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer because we selected the movie. I actually just, I can't remember why, but I watched the trailer. This was like months ago for some reason. Yeah. I just happened to watch it because I think maybe when they I was like, oh, the we should watch. I didn't even know there was a show happening, actually, oh. <laughs> until Nick told me. So, um, but... I remember liking the actual movie. I feel like there's a there's a scene with the robot. I do. Is is this the Danger Will Robinson yeah, that's movie? The okay. Oh. okay, yeah, yeah. And not just. I mean, that's from the original show. That's a very gotcha uh, famous line. Wait, 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 says. wait. So it's it's Swiss Family Robinson in space, and their last name is Robinson. Oh yeah, it was, they were not trying to be transparent about it. Oh, it was, it was, it's they, literally that. Yeah, yeah literally got these that. Swiss accents. It's, it's the whole thing. <laughs> but I, I think they're all white with blonde hair. I remember the phrase "Space Family Robinson" being attached to this. I don't know if that was an official marketing thing, hmm. but there's from the beginning, this has always clearly been that. There's something so Flintstones about that, or Jetsons, Space Family Robinson. It's funny because one of the daughters is Judy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Isn't the Jetsons basically that already? 
Uh, well, no, because they're just living out their suburban life. Oh. They're definitely the space Flintstones. I've never seen Swiss Family Robinson, oh. so... <laughs> I don't know if I've actually seen it. I just feel like it's like Moby Dick. Like, people know the story, mm-hmm. whether they've read it well, or seen it. That's fair. Yeah, Moby Dick's I read the porno, book, right? Yes. Yeah. And everybody knows the story. <laughs> Everyone knows it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Our internet cut out right when you said Moby Dick, and it just sounded like you said Mopey Dick. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, everybody knows Moby Dick. <laughs> that's what happens when you drink too much whiskey, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Can we move on and talk about a space movie? So our director here is a guy named Stephen Hopkins. So I watched the trailer and I incorrectly thought Stephen Hawkins had directed the movie. You remember this? Right. I remember that conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, Stephen say- Hawking directed a movie. And Nick was like, no. Well, that is not his wheelhouse. And... Oh, this is sad. He just died. Oh, whatever. He had a sense of humor. Ha, ha, ha. So Stephen Hopkins, uh, who, of course, we all know is the director from Nightmare on Elm Street 5. uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) But no, he also directed Predator 2. But now he's he's a big TV guy. He's one of the main directors on or was on 24, Traffic, Californication. Um, oh. So he's kind of uh, another one of those guys who's segued into a TV career. Our our main cast, we've got William Hurt, okay. who <laughs> Ash is giving me that look. Again. I don't know who that is. Um, I think he's one of those guys that everybody knows. Um, Except for me. <laughs> you've, you do. You've seen him in Dark City. You'll recognize him. Is he the dad in this movie? He's the dad. Okay, then I do know who you're okay. talking about. Yeah, he's Thunderbolt Ross in the new Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, that that just sounds like something you just made up. Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> that just sounds made up. He's the main antagonist trying to hunt down the Hulk. We really have to do this Marvel podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so he's Thunderbolt Ross, but he uh, he had a lot of really uh, big movies early in his career. Things like The Big Chill, uh, Broadcast News, Children of a Lesser oh. God. Oh, here's one you remember from The Village. I never saw The Village. Oh, you need to see The Village. I do, except everyone has already ruined the end for me, so I just didn't bother. That and uh, Usual Suspects. Thanks, world. Yeah. All right, so Ash, you have to remember Mimi Rogers, Mrs. Kensington from Austin Powers. I don't know if I do remember. Didn't you just rewatch all of the Austin Powers movies? Like a couple years ago. Yeah, like at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. It feels so, like there like no time has passed since the beginning of yeah. the podcast. It's true. Now, which is 72 episodes later. Whoa. So Mimi Rogers was Austin Powers' partner in the 60s, mother of uh, Elizabeth Hurley's character. Anyway, you're right. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We've got Heather Graham. Um, so this was pretty early, and Heather Graham was extremely popular. We saw her in Swingers in 1996. That was like her first big thing. Boogie Nights was in 97. Then this in 98. And Austin Powers 2 in 99. So you must remember Heather Graham from Austin Powers. Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) She was the love interest, right? Yes. In the second movie. And she's also in The Hangover, I think. Oh. She's the mom of the baby. Yeah, wears the glasses. I've seen The Hangover okay. once, and I don't remember much. Were you hungover? No. Nah. 
<laughs> it was a very meh movie. <clears throat> what? It was fun. It was fun. It just didn't rock my world. Even with Chang right. busting out of a fucking trunk? That was amazing. Good. Maybe I would really love it if I watched it again. <clears throat> well, you need to watch it drunk, obviously. Maybe I should. But then that wouldn't help me remember. Yeah. Uh, Lacey Chabert, who everybody probably remembers from Party of Five, one of the younger daughters from Party of Five. Oh. Also Mean Girls. And she was the original Meg. Wait, who was she in Mean Girls? I don't know. Oh, Do you want I to think she's she's the the brown haired chick, the lesbian that tries that. She's the one so fetch. Like, stop oh, trying to make okay. fetch happen. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she's Gretchen. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not gonna happen. Wow. And we yeah. really have to watch Mean Girls. It's so good. Yes, yes Nick, stop putting it off. Well, then we we have to watch Mean Girls on, like, the the famous date. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. October 4th. Put it on the calendar. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to put it on the calendar right now. So we've got our friend in this movie, Mr. Matt LeBlanc. Hey. And Matt LeBlanc hasn't done much. He was in Charlie's Angels. He was in Friends. Wait, what? He, like, really hasn't done much besides Friends. Well, there's a little bit of a leblanc sense happening right now. Okay, that is an amazing term, and I'm in <laughs> love with it. Because um, now he's uh, the main guy on the new version of Top Gear, which is not a show that I watch. Oh, yeah. And he had that show I episodes. I would say that that's a renaissance. Well, I mean, he've, he had two big things recently, so he's resurging in popularity. The American version of Top Gear is widely known as awful. Oh, yeah, okay. that I did not know. No, it's pretty bad. I just knew it was kind of a big deal. No, no. Okay. <laughs> In fact, only they the OG brought him one in because it was doing so bad, and he, it's not making it any better. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the original Top Gear is good, except for how the host ended up being super racist and awful. Oh, but, I kind of heard a yeah. little bit about that. Sorry, I he know way too much about car shows because I edit a car show. <laughs> but I think our most exciting part of this movie, if if he might be a little bit it's more exciting than, no, Joe, <laughs> than uh, Joey Tribbiani, is our uh, old friend Scary Oldman. <gasps> is what? what? I didn't know he was in what? And Red. so we... We saw him in Dracula in 1992, True Romance in 93. Mm-hmm. After that was Leon the Professional, Ugh, then Fifth watch Element, then Air Force One, <gasps> then this. Can we just watch? Can we just have a Gary Oldman series? I would be okay with that. <laughs> yes. That's yes. like what Mitch's theme, if you had to pick four oh, movies yeah. with one theme, our theme could be Gary Oldman. Mitch, our very wonderful, devoted Facebook group fan. He brings our- a lot of... Good. Good questions. More to our Facebook page than we do. Thank you, Mitch. <laughs> we appreciate you so much. Truly. So you know, you know what's weird about the Gary Oldman thing is, I knew it. it I was wrong when I thought it, but my mind recast the memory of his character as uh, Aiden Gillen, who, who Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Oh, he does kind of look like oh, Gary Oldman. Be a great Doctor Smith. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I can see that. But I also think that if I remember correctly, I think Gary Oldman crushes it in this. Uh, what doesn't he crush? I remember thinking when I saw this movie, I was like, wow, is he too too serious an actor for this movie? 
Like it seems a little lighthearted. Is it like action-y. Michael Caine in the Muppet Christmas Carol where he's like the straight man and everyone else is? Kind of. It might be a little bit like Michael Caine and Batman. Oh, like, yeah. Really? Michael Caine? And then he just walks in and just destroys because, mm-hmm. of course, he would. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of what happened in Muppet Christmas also. He's also amazing in Arthur. I don't know if you've ever seen that. but The new one? No. The old the, one. Oh. I have not seen that in an age where I have any memory of it. I saw it very young. I love that film. Which does not seem appropriate. I mean, I saw worse things as a child. Yeah. Like Rocky Horror Picture Show. So. (laughs) My dad was like, here, watch this. And I was like, I'm in middle school. (laughs) Boobies. I am a child. (laughs) (laughs) You need to behave yourself, father. (laughs) I've never made it to the end of that. Really? The end is so great. Of Rocky Horror? Do you know what happens? Yeah. No. Can I tell you? I mean, is it the time warp? It's a non sequitur. Can I tell you? No. Don't tell Aww. me. One day we're going to do it for the podcast and you're going to be so excited. No, we're not. No? I, I want to, but I Nick. I <laughs> Nick. This film. Can we just, just to hear unpleasant. your complaints about it? I think that would be entertaining. I think that there are people who have latched onto what is universally recognized as a terrible movie. It is not universally recognized as a terrible movie. And they enjoy... <laughs> I'm looking it up on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And they enjoy kind of this this ironic making fun of, embracing of something that is at its core just kind of a terrible movie. And I, I agree. The Time Warp is a terrible song. So I don't it's also I don't get only on board myself song. with the the culture around it. I think that the people who do enjoy the culture around it are great people and have a lot of fun with something that makes them very happy. But because I'm not part of that culture, I'm left with just a terrible movie. So you want to hear how wrong you are? The critic <laughs> consensus when it was released is 80%. The wow. audience score is 85. It is not widely perceived as a bad movie sorry would you classify it as a b movie sure yes i mean that's 80 percent i think but i think the the camp and the awful is why it is beloved like yeah it's Mm -hmm. so bad it's this culture and and since i'm not one of the people in that culture then what's left is something that's not particularly interesting well it's also beloved because it was a beloved stage play was it before the movie? Yes. Okay. You uncultured swine. <laughs> it was it was a hit stage play huh. with Tim Curry was the role there as well. I think a lot of He the, he was in the stage play too. Yeah. This is dude, this uh, is where Tim Curry came from. Rocky Picture Show it was gave us Tim Curry. Like everyone <laughs> who worked on that film, it was like their first film. And uh There's no way to tell that. look i'm not saying it makes any sense i'm just saying that it hits a resident chord with horny teenagers that's all i'm saying here's hoping i can dodge that bullet with the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so what do you guys expect with lost in space uh sam um well only what you've told me nick which is swiss family robinson in space so naturally, I have now set this film in the 1960s, early 70s, With even though Alden. I know that's not true. So that's like the wild card. I, I have, 
I have no fucking clue, guys. Ageless. I'm so lost. I, I totally yeah, am space. very confused. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That's all I got. That's all I know. Okay. Fair enough. Ash, what are you expecting? I don't think it's going to be good. <laughs> nice. Be honest. I happen to have seen the Rotten Tomatoes rating for this movie. Um, what the what, man? That's like cheating. What? That's, what? that's I, podcast I, cheating. I'm not. Yeah. I, hey, it's not my fault when I pull it up on iTunes that it's right there. I just <laughs> queued it up. That's all. Uh, I'm. I have a feeling that it won't be good, but. I think it's possible that the CG and everything might be so bad that it'll be entertaining. Mm. So I'm hoping that it comes around and that it's like laughably enjoyable. So I'll, I'll say based on my memory, I feel pretty confident about how this is going to go. It has been a long time, but I feel like I remember it pretty well. I like this movie or remember liking it. I think it's going to be 80-20, maybe 70-30. I think there will be – most of the movie will be very good. Then we'll hit a point. You just think – you think it will just be one point? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You'll see it. Is yeah. it when the oh. robot has feelings? No. It <laughs> no. doesn't have feelings. It's a robot. What do you expect, Brad? <laughs> Is it because we're woke? <laughs> oh. No, it's actually not that at all. It, oh. Okay, Again, okay. Based on what I'm remembering. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think I know what Nick's talking about. Uh, but what oh, I no. expect is actually the exact opposite thing that Ash expects, uh, which is oh, no. that I think fight, fight, it fight. might actually be. No, I think it might be a really You think it's going to be movie. so good it's bad? How? how? No, I, think it's, I think it's a really good movie under like this just enormous pressure of terrible special effects that drags it into unwatchable like mm. i think there's a cool story and like cool stuff in this movie i remember it i was also 10 when it came out and that's the last time i saw it but i remember it being really cool conceptually i think i think my point was similar to yours that's an interesting point my point is that we will be laughing at how horrible the cg is <laughs> But I think you're I right. I also remember, as as a kid, I also remember uh, uh, being like, "What's Joey doing here?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully well, that's not see, just like sticking Brett, out. When somebody is has a very popular sitcom where they're making a million dollars per episode, they get to leverage that into a movie career, <laughs> and, or not, and tank that somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I do not remember him being particularly good. You know, I really wish there was a Friends episode, like, in between this, where, like, he wakes up and he's like, I just had the weirdest dream I was in space. I wouldn't be surprised if they did a gag like that. <laughs> it would be so good. Yeah. They didn't. I don't remember that. I don't All think right, they so let's watch this movie, and, and I'll give you a little tease. When we get back, I want to pitch my rewrite to a modern-day Lost in Space TV series. I, I have an idea that I want to pitch out. It's not okay. the show you just watched, is no, it? No, no. Okay. While, while the show I just watched is very good, I have an alternate idea that I want to throw out there for consideration. Gotcha. All right. Well, maybe Sam can make it happen with that Netflix money. Yeah, yeah. For season two, <laughs> let's, let's do some rewrites. I'll try, man. I mean, I'm kind of on the wrong side. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on the animation side, but 
I'll throw it out there. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they I'll write it on a piece it. of paper and throw it oh, on a paper airplane. Yeah. yeah. That's how that's how shows get made, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna watch Lost in Space, the nineteen ninety-eight movie, the the middle child of the different versions of Lost in Space. And then we're gonna see if we like it and we'll talk about it after we're done. Lost in space. <laughs> so no one told you you were gonna be lost in space. <laughs> I can't clap with the mouth in my hands. Here, I got you. That was the Thank saddest you. clapping noise. Wow. It's just that 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 that. So can we you talk about the elephant in the room uh, that this show took a lot from Doctor Who? Well, in the set design, well, perhaps. Yeah. And and that they had a Dalek. They basically had a Dalek in the beginning. Exterminate Ex- Robinson family. Exterminate. Exterminate. Yeah. Yeah. Can someone just turn off the fucking robot's <laughs> voice, please. I feel like you've you've really designed a bad robot if it's just shouting its initiative the whole right. time. So what's the normal procedure? Like, you know, Rerouting electrical systems. Like, what, what is a normal day on that show? Like, ship the whole time, reroute it, and you're just like, shut up. Oh, he's just like Wally, just on his own, and, you know. Carrying dinner to dining room. Okay, <laughs> robot. Thank you. <laughs> Vacuuming the carpet in the living room. <laughs> that's, that's what the Roomba should do. <laughs> But I did actually like, I thought it was a neat little gag, the part where Will was controlling the robot so that Will would talk and the robot would amplify the voice. Was that a yeah, gag? Yeah, that was fun. So it was like, Dad, look out. Oh, yeah. Dad, Mom <laughs> says, get back to the ship. <laughs> you do the robot voice. I know, okay. you really do. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I want to start a band called Friendship Robots now. Yes. Yeah. And will you be our lead singer? Well, look into your heart and override your programming with feelings. I'm not well, going to lie, Nick. I was on your side for this one. I'm like, I he doesn't too. have a heart. Yeah. But I was like, it, it still totally works because the little kid was basically just like, yo, robot. No, fuck you. I programmed feelings into you. Yeah, <laughs> he did because he programmed his own personality. So it wasn't. The robot's personality. It was just a program. Yeah, it was a simulation his... of Will's personality. Yeah. The robot even said, I don't have a heart. I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> I just want you to talk like that all the time. <laughs> I'm going to do my voicemail message. Yeah. Hello, Nick is not here. <laughs> Uh, welcome to let's rewatch <laughs> uh, uh, did anyone else think that was the kid from malcolm in the middle the whole time i just couldn't yes. get that out oh of my, my head. god yeah no, he t- but i could see it enough yeah. so that that's hilarious dewey I could, I could see dewey building a robot <laughs> down in the basement i've never actually seen malcolm in the middle <gasps> so you gotta oh my watch god. Show. dewey was amazing okay he's just it's... this little weird mad scientist six-year-old oh is he yeah he's yeah. crazy so it was perfect it was yeah. the role for him 
I bet that actor was so pissed when he saw this. God damn it. It's my role. <laughs> I was born for that role. <laughs> so, I have the ears and everything. At the end of the movie, when they had the when they had the time machine, and then and then future Dewey threw his dad back through the time machine into the ship and yeah. they just saw it explode. Like I was expecting the dad to turn around and just be like no, you fucking idiot! Send me back to Earth. I said the same thing. Yeah, rewind just a little bit. I was like, I was like, the ship's just gonna explode. What the hell? You had it right the first time. Or like, did anyone else notice? Nick pointed this out that the first time when it was showing Earth, it was like a Google Earth view, and Nick was like, "What is he gonna do? Just fall down like hundreds of feet from the air?" I guess yeah. later they did show it zooming into the launch location, oh, okay. but for a while there, I was like, "What is the plan here?" Yeah, is he, like, he going to free dive from orbit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, did the spider dude not fall through that same portal? He got oh, he, it was a, it was what? a short little piece of dialogue. He said. Uh, the aperture isn't wide enough, uh-huh. and Will says, "Oh, but it's big enough for me." Except I'm not going, am I? But wasn't the spider dude much thinner than Will? Let's be honest. I'm physically bigger with all his appendages. I guess we're, we're talking volume here, so size does matter. Is what well, saying. <laughs> the hole that it has to fit through. <laughs> Aperture, so to speak. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late, Nick. <laughs> so I was talking about, and, and and I still kind of agree with it, but not completely. Like the movie felt like it was on the rails, but it was kind of shaking on those rails. It was never completely <laughs> totally, smooth. totally. But there was definitely a moment where the entire movie came completely off the rails. Oh yeah. And I think you agree with me, am yes. I right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Very much so. I mean, there was a big bump when that CG monkey came on screen. But yeah. Spider yeah. Dr. Smith just knocked this movie completely off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Yeah. It's just no saving it from that point. Why did his character design look familiar to me? Is it was it I don't know. Uh, it's yeah. from Star Trek. Well, then The Hive Mind chick. Maybe. She's like a spider, isn't she? Yeah, she kind of had a little spidery thing. But going with on. like the cloak thing on that he had. Oh, that was um, Lord Voldemort. I was I think no. the new Superman, uh, well, it's not new anymore. The first of the new Supermans when oh. they had Zod and the actor wasn't tall enough. So they put him in a suit that was actually bigger than he was and then had that big stupid black thing around him and just like cropped his face in weird and it never really quite matched up with the suit. That's what it reminded me of. Well, that's not what it reminded me of. It reminded <laughs> me of the creatures that you shoot in Destiny 2. They look exactly uh-huh. like that. I don't know what they're called, though. Twitter Tall peeps. Ewoks. Tall Ewoks. Twiwoks. What? Twiwoks. Yeah, and it's a look I feel like I've seen. Maybe. Well, it was really popular in the 90s. Twiwoks? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or Destiny? <laughs> no. Can I talk about some of the awesome stuff from the movie? Or do you have any awesome notes, guys? Because there was some actually really cool stuff in I this. do think there's good stuff. Let's 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 go. Really? Uh my favorite thing wow. is, um, I think this is the first movie 
that like the oldest one I can think of that does super awesome like wraparound armor suits. Hmm. That was a bad thing in my opinion. Yeah, it was bad in this movie, but that was like uh, the like the proto uh, like live action Star Lord costume. Yeah, like the leather jacket mm-hmm. and the wrap over helmet. Like it there with the gun. Oh, like, I thought you meant the Star other Lord. one. I thought you meant the one that like the family all had matching outfits. Oh no no! Or... I was thinking about like that that first spider shooting oh, okay. scene. He looked like Star Lord. Yeah, he okay, looked like a poorly that. designed Star Lord. Yeah. The concept was there. It I just, just wasn't. It bothered me how he had like he had like this body armor on, and then like a leather flight jacket on over body armor. Yeah, that was weird. There's no He's utility in that except just trying to look cool. But it was cool, bro. Was it? No. What is I mean, that Leo Di- uh, Leo DiCaprio movie where He's... he wears like an iron mask the whole time? The man in uh, the mask. iron mask. <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah, it did look like. That yeah, that's Absolutely. what it looked like. Yeah, this is this is like the dollar store knockoff of Star Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like. This is, uh, what did I say? This is uh, Joey Triviani's acting reel. Yes, 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 yes. I was <laughs> thinking about that watching this movie. Like, okay, Joey is an actor, right? Mm-hmm. This movie is better if you think of it as Joey Triviani as Don West. Oh, my totally, God. Totally, totally. Yes. Isn't that really so much was. more fun? Oh, I wish I had been thinking that the whole time. This is like the movie they made after Mac and Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Oh man! Because like every single line he said was just like, uh, every I'm just gonna say everything in this tone of voice, and like, hey, you want to kiss me now? <laughs> and then Ash, you're making the points like the point where every scene is finished, and then he just kind of says something cool to himself. Yeah. yeah, or like, or like he's he'll be a complete sleaze ball. And then the woman will have like the upper hand and like dump the water on him or whatever. And then we have this moment where he's like, oh man, you know, like he has like a beat, an extra beat that it's like, no, he doesn't deserve that beat right now. No, <laughs> no. I mean, if you think about being like making people uncomfortable in the workplace, oh my God. Imagine yes. like, okay, I'm going to put you in a position to be uncomfortable. In this ship of five people for the next 10 years. Well, you know what really turns me on? When guys hit on me in front of my dad. Yeah. Totally. Well, like, yeah. That was the moment where he should have been like, okay, no, maybe we do get another pilot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to harass my daughter. Let's swap this out. Uh, I will say, though, on a positive note, the CG, well, Except for the weird monkey thing. Yeah. Wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ships and stuff. Everything that wasn't. The design was so cool. Yeah. The world looked really awesome. Yeah. But they just like ran out of money. And it was so inconsistent. What what was even the point of the monkey thing? It didn't add to the story at all. Well, I believe that this movie and, and maybe the original show, I don't know. It's intended to have a character for every demographic. Here's somebody for 12-year-old girls. Here's somebody for 10-year-old boys. Here's somebody for teenage girls. Okay. You know, and and the movie producer's concept of what would appeal to the 12-year-old girl is this moody goth Not girl with a CG monkey. an ugly monkey. Yeah. But no, 12-year-old me would was not right be choice. into an ugly monkey. thought behind it. I guess so. Also, why does she get to keep it? She didn't even find it. Because nobody else wanted a well, ugly monkey. That's true. 
Like you really need to lock it into some quarantine lab. Like you don't know what it's going to do. Right. Or what it's going to become. Yeah. What if you feed it after midnight and shit goes down? (laughs) Do they not have sci-fi movies in sci-fi movies? What if it wasn't the spiders that killed everyone on the ship? It was the monkey. Yeah. It ate and the them all. Were trying to save them from the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you guys really don't want to take that on your ship. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, it bothers me that you know they've got this whole time loop and they reset everything. Except Doctor Smith is still going to turn into a spider monster. Yeah. He's still infected. Hmm. He's still going to turn into a spider monster. Wait, but he's is he on the ship? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. somehow he survived that very far fall. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because they just can't kill the man. I just just they, killed the man. They just can't close their possibility for a sequel. Yeah, I guess so. With Gary Oldman, because they knew that right. Gary Oldman yeah. was oh, the Gary, thing. Gary will be back. He so, was the okay. best part of this movie, though. We all agree, he was, right? He was, he was the best and worst part of this movie? Uh, I don't know well, what okay, the yeah. fuck I'll give you that. he was doing. I like, do. He's just like an ambiently evil person who's like, they tried to play him up like he was looking out for his own interests, but everything he did was like an attempt to kill himself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the answer to that question is, if you see the original show, that character was very broad and very arch and very over the top. This was Gary Oldman doing an incredible version of that character that was much more restrained than the original version of the character. Like, okay. He was doing justice to the original version. And in that way, I think he really succeeded. Yeah. I mean, not, not necessarily the character. I was just confused about his motivations once on board the ship. Why did he keep trying to be evil? I didn't see what he would get out of any of it. (laughs) Well, he did save that one girl's life. Under threat of death. Yeah, and the whole time yeah. he's literally saying, I'm only trying to save her so they won't kill me. <laughs> That's true. But it was like, he has this amazing ability to say a bad line of dialogue and you're still like, God, that was so good. Which is not necessarily true of everyone else in this movie. Well, right? So Definitely much not exposition. true of <laughs> The movie started with exposition. Oh my God. My favorite line, guys, is... I don't like the sound of that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Heather. Yeah, science girl. or whatever her wow. name is. Not Heather. Judy. Heather Judy. Graham. Yes, mm. Heather Graham. Thank you. Yeah, there was Dude. a lot of writer, like a writer thinking they just wrote the most badass line. It was yeah. like it was written by Joey. Yeah, well, that's why. <laughs> that's why it's so amazing. I wish I had been in that headspace through. I watched this whole movie. It would have made it more enjoyable. Yeah, it really does put like a be- a really good spin on this. Because then, mm-hmm. even though he's sleazy, you're like, oh, but it's Joey, you know. <laughs> I could really see yeah. an episode of Friends like Chandler. They're gonna make a new movie about Lost in Space. Lost in Space. Come on. You know? <laughs> I, I can really see that. Is Chandler like Seinfeld now? What's the deal with that? <laughs> and then Ross is like, "Don't take this part, Joey." <laughs> uh, I mean, Rachel yeah, does kind of have hair like Penny. They both have like this pokey, spiky. Oh my god, she had the worst hair. Mm-hmm. It was very like Xena, girl of the twenty first century. Oh my god, I can't believe you referenced that show. I remember that show. It Zena was, was it princess. was a Disney original movie. Yes, 
What? It was Xenon with N. So oh. Xena was warrior princess. Oh, Excuse me, right, Brett. Xenon. What was the thing that they'd always say on that show? There was like a word that they used for cool. Oh God. Stellar? Stellar? Was it Stellar? I think it was I think it was was it Interstellar? I don't know, maybe. No, or something that started with me. the Z. Anyway, I secretly loved that show. It was so great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure it was awful, but God, did they like pitch up Penny's voice? Okay, because it sounded real oh, messed up. So weird. Dude, we were saying how both her and adult Will sounded eighty yard in some weird way. Yeah, it just didn't sound right. And and I'm not sure. Ash thinks I'm wrong, but I don't think that was his real voice. Jared Harris was playing old Will. Mm-hmm. I think they dubbed a different actor for his voice. Ash just thinks. Because he was speaking with an American accent, it sounded weird. Because the actor's British. Huh. But I don't know. But if you imagine old Will completely bald, does he look like Daleks? Because I certainly thought so. A little bit. A little bit. Is that... Uh, slam on Daleks' beard. It was just like, it was, I, I saw it, I was like, hey, it looks like Daleks. But yeah, Penny overall, I, I always thought was really weird. Like, maybe it's just they got her at a weird age. Because she yeah. looks like they took Jennifer Love Hewitt and then just shrunk some of her proportions. Hmm. It's like she's got a child's body and a giant adult head. And yeah, she does. All of the dialogue yeah. sounds like they're just squeezing her torso, forcing her to speak the words. Well, it she sounded sounds like very squeaky. It sounded like she was going through like a vocal change and they like pitched up her voice. They're like, no, no, no. You sound too adult. We got to pitch up your voice. So you sound oh, more like a kid. Oh, maybe. That's maybe. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I definitely just kept thinking of her in Mean Girls, and I was like, she doesn't sound like this in Mean Girls. Uh -uh. Yeah, they might have tried to age her down. So, Sam, I have a question for you. The spider monster, Gary Oldman. Yes. um, Was that... I was trying to figure out if that was half puppetry, half CG, because, like, his cape looked real. I think sometimes it was a robot under a cape. Okay. Because it had just, weird movement. Yeah. By the way it moved, it reminded me very much of like um, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You know, like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know. Now, we can agree once the cape came off, it was 100% bad CG. Oh, my God. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more tangible before that. Did anyone yeah. else think it was like, I mean, I know he has like a an alien body or anything, but he, I thought it was really strange that he just like stripped naked in front of him. He's just like, check really? out my body. <laughs> that okay. that part was less strange than the fact that he was carrying his own spider babies. Yeah, yeah that was pretty weird. That was like a very, I don't know why I just drew this connection, but it was a very Dennis moment. Like, I am a golden god. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Dennis because that's what I was thinking about with Major West. It's You remember this Always Sunny when they're on a boat and he's like, you know, she has to sleep with me because of... The implications. implications. (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. It's exactly what Don West was doing, what Joey was doing in this whole movie to Heather Graham. Yeah. Oh my God. We're the only single people on board, so. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Like, (laughs) not that. (laughs) And then I was like thoroughly disappointed and let down when she actually kissed him in the end. I was like, no. I mean, he was basically saying, you're going to consent. Or 
Like that's basically his whole position. You know, it reminded me of the time in in the nineties when this was made, when it was like considered cute and playful for like the guy to be extra forward and the girl was like oh, now the girl's sassy and, like, talks back. But eventually they get together anyway, you know? Well, Remember that whole dynamic back then? I mean, then? Y- you got a tough thing you got to turn and face here. That's Han and Leia. Exactly. Whether you like it or not. No, it is. That creepy shit came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But somehow it's, like, <laughs> charming. a little more charming with them because Han isn't, like, think- so you're going to kiss me and have sex with me now? You so, know, so- he's not quite yeah. that yeah, far. Here's... I think it works better in Star Wars because it spans the length of three movies. Yeah. Like you too. like it gives you more time for them to have had a change of heart and he actually like saves them and like proves himself. Uh, and also it wasn't super weird in Star Wars because Leia didn't fucking suck at everything. This chick they set her up as like a scientist mm-hmm. and then the whole movie she just bumbles around and needs saving and shit and it's just like it's a mess. So it just seems like she's being preyed upon. Yeah. I don't know. She was she was meant to be the crew doctor. And until somebody gets injured, she's doing her best at other sciences. Doing her best at other sciences, though, is like a really (laughs) weak role for her character. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're definitely hit a point in this movie where they're like, granted, it was the future bubble, but it's like, let's just put the three women in a grave so we can finish our movie. Right. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Oh, that is so sad. That's so true. What happened? Uh, Like, the moment the bubble entered the film... Was the moment, in my opinion, the shit just went off the rails where yeah. I was just like, what the fuck is even going on? Yeah. Why? So, I feel like this movie and Westworld have a lot in common. The movie Westworld? Ooh, take a seat. Yes. The movie. Okay. The, not not in terms of story, but in terms of how I felt watching. Interesting. That makes it Because I was watching Westworld like... Holy shit. Okay. I see how they watched this and thought this could make a much better remake. Like, and I'm Holy watching. Holy shit. There's one actor that redeems this. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. So, so, yeah, like during watching this movie, I'm sitting here thinking, like, this is terrible, but I could see how this could be redone mm. and be really good. Yeah. And check and, out that Netflix. And show. that's what I'm hoping that yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of really interesting, uh, sci-fi things happening in this movie but it felt like the thing that you guys always talk about with steven moffat where it's felt like there's too many ideas going on yes totally threw in too many actiony sci-fi things and you forgot to give us character development along the way they forgot to show us yeah they just told us Mm-hmm. I, I think they were burdened by, and this is not a defense, it's an explanation, but I think they were burdened by like, okay, we've got to do one story that covers the entire concept of Lost in Space. So mm. we need to have them traveling through space. We have to have them on a crazy planet. This would have been like three episodes of the show. Right. They're trying to squeeze together so we get a sampling mm-hmm. of everything from Lost in Space in a movie. But I think... The major problem I have with the film is right off the bat, they didn't give me any reason to like any of the characters. And so I never cared about them throughout this entire movie. And they all felt very flat and like they had 
little to no personality. Well, I mean, you're totally right. Because if you think about the start of this movie, mm-hmm. it starts with an epic like battle in space for like the characters fighting for their lives. And you're like, why the fuck do I care? I don't exactly. know who these guys are. And they yep. also didn't seem to care much. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're not 100% right. Like, I think there's flimsiness to this movie. But I'll say that I did have a connection with the family, the mother and the kids, you know, the little young will. Yeah, they're like forced into this situation. It's tearing apart their family. I'm not saying it was perfectly executed, but I felt something. They but they were all stereotypes, except for the the little kid who's like the little inventor kid, which is now a stereotype. But like like the teenage girl was just a teenage girl. I don't know what she's into. Yeah. Could you tell me what she's into? So Could you, know you tell what she's me anything about her? Herself. She's into vlogging eight years before yeah. YouTube was invented. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is into that. On her magic wrist camera. But like none, you know, what is the mom into? What does she even do? Yeah. I don't know. Well, she's an interesting character. I, If I were in film school, <laughs> I would want to write a paper about... The arc of female characters in movies over the past 50 years, mm. as defined by Maureen Robinson. Okay. Because if you see the original 60s show, it is like 60s housekeeper bullshit. Oh. This, there's some really good stuff to Maureen here, but she's still pretty flat. But now in the newest version in the show, she's the best character on the show. Oh, okay. And there's cool. an incredible growth to just like you know, lead women characters that you can track. I guess I just felt like she was nagging mom in this, which isn't cool. You know, she was all, she kind of like, stop bickering. You two do this. You know, she just always seemed to be nagging mom. She was a lot more valuable than June Lockhart was in the Mm sixties. Like she, you know, she's running systems on the ship, you know, she's doing stuff. But the and thing even is, I'm faltering is, trying to describe what she was doing. All the family members seem to know how to run systems on the ship. So yeah. that doesn't give them a character trait because yeah. instantly that doesn't make them any different than anybody else in the movie. Yeah. So like they I just would have liked a little bit, yeah. you know, like like uh, Judy that she's like the younger teenage girl, right? No, Penny's younger. Oh, Penny. Judy's older. Penny mentions like liking a boy. Like, can we have a scene with her and that boy? Mm. You know, like something. Or like the most interesting part about her was being like, I don't have consequences. I'm going to go out. Yeah. Like, what is she doing? I want to yeah. know. That yeah. part's cool. And then the mom says she gets dragged home by security. Like, clearly Why don't she's we a badass. That? Can we see it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then she didn't do anything cool after that. Yeah. Except rappel down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I if, if you do have interest at all in seeing these characters more fleshed out, the the new show definitely does work. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just specifically saying this one, like... It's got problems. I, I feel like the, the action and sci-fi ideas were really, like you said, some were really good, but I just found myself bored most of the time because I just didn't I did care too. about anybody. Yeah. yeah. I had a tough time. Like after the one hour mark, I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I'm fighting this <laughs> real hard. I actually left the room and got her toenail painting kit and painted her toenails. <laughs> wow. And, you know, Sam, you mentioned Thanks feeling 
the same way with Westworld. I remember yeah. feeling the same way with Westworld where like I was like, I don't care about any of these characters because there's been no character development to make me care, you know? Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Like the dad felt very flat to me. Like he's just yeah. dad who works and doesn't pay attention to children. Like that was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I love how his arc was like stop being a shitty dad. <laughs> yeah, like that that was his whole arc. And and they tried to play it off with this like super clever plant of how he like uses his son's first place star to kill the villain. Mm-hmm. Like, look, doesn't that just symbolize what a great dad he's being now? It's interesting because I just recently went on this Twitter, I guess for lack of a better word, rant about setups and payoffs in movies. And I was like using The Last Jedi as an example. And I won't oh, get into that here. But... Uh, this movie is interesting because I kept thinking how, well, they did set up and pay stuff off, but for some reason the payoff just always felt so lame, you know, like it didn't feel fulfilling. They checked off all the boxes. They covered everything they needed to do. So it's like, here, here is a movie that did set things up and did pay them off, but you do still have to do more. Yeah. It's it's like hanging out with uh, like a college student who just took their first psychology class. And it's like they knew what setups and payoffs were and just called like they're like, OK, we need we need something that happens that we say it's going to happen. And then it happens later. And they just kept doing it without thinking about how it contributed to the story. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole, they eat their wounded. Like, all right, yeah, that, that was Which a lame way to makes kill him that the dude. weakest enemy ever. Yeah, all you have to do yeah. is wound one. <laughs> but the, like that happened seconds after the, the old Will was talking about how they never saw any other spiders ever again. Yeah. Right. Yes. 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 That bothered me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that explains why they were so hard to kill, because if they can self-impregnate and have no gender, then sure. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So old Will was like, Smith, go fuck yourself. And he was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my boy. (laughs) Why do you think I wear such a baggy cloak? Well... So can I pitch to you my my idea for a rewrite of a Lost in Space TV show? Okay, so you've got a spaceship carrying passengers from Earth to some other planet, but it crashes and it lands on this mysterious planet where mysterious things happen. There's like... I like how uh, vague you're being. You've got like Space Jack and Space Kate have to go investigate the space polar bear and Space Sawyer and Space Hurley are on the beach trying to collect all the baggage to save everybody. Oh my God. So you've got Lost in space. (laughs) It was a joke. This is the show that I want. It was a fucking pun. You've got like the Dharma Initiative has spread out to (gasps) planets. Why are you giving this away? You should do it as a sketch. (laughs) You can edit this out, Brett. (laughs) Previously on Lost. He's going to keep it in in. space. But say it in the robot Uh, voice. (laughs) But can can we add a little bit of the Muppets in here with the pigs in space? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pigs lost in space. Or or uh-huh. uh, a little bit of flight of Concords and have the Bowies in space. Yes. Sam, I'm glad you mentioned that because this whole time I've had this in my head, this idea of just lost in space. Yeah. Like, That's not something from the show. And then, no, it was pigs in space. In space. That's yep. where that comes from. Yeah. 
Yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So I, I don't a, know. I have a question for you guys. Unless yes. you're sorry. Did I interrupt your thought? No, okay. it's not a complete thought. You're good. Okay. I have a question for you guys. Oh my God. I forgot about this too. We have to talk about this, but, uh, so to bring up another movie that has made me wonder this is Passengers, also a bad movie, but like Passengers is that the Liam Neeson? Newer? No, it's a new one with Chris Pratt and oh, oh yes, Amy yes, yes, Adams. Yes, yes. Hate no. it, hate it, hate it. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Hate that movie. Hate that movie. But these movies. But it has a seed of a good idea. Right. Yes. Uh, like I like this idea of. You get on a ship and you're like cryo frozen for X amount of years or whatever. But the thing that I've always wondered is why the fuck would anyone do that? Like, would you, if you could be cryo freezed, would you be cryo freezed? Well, yes. I, I think that was what? so quick. That oh my so God. <laughs> what? You just fucking leave me and be like frozen? Thank like, bitch, you. I'm going to the oh, future. I feel like it would probably be like. You know, a couple's... Oh, I have to be in on this now? Oh, my yeah. God. I, I think that the this movie did good, did do a good job of setting up, you know what, the planet is falling apart, and somebody right. has to do this. And in that situation, yes, I would do it. But, like, this is a shitty situation for Joey Tribbiani in this movie. Yeah, he had no choice. Yeah. They really fucked him over. Also, would you do it? Well, I think I just answered it. If it was like oh. a, we have to colonize or the entire human no. species dies, yes. But for like that's the, not the, the the joy of exploration. Uh-huh. Like that I've one. always had this. You guys know I love astronauts. I love mm-hmm. the the whole story of the Apollo program. I love all of that. But would I do it? No. If you put me into a real spacecraft like a Gemini or Apollo spacecraft, I would shit my spacesuit. I would be. <laughs> It would be so scary, the claustrophobia of it. But what if so it was like... I'm not the guy, but I love that it's happening. I love the stories. Okay, but like, what if it was like Futurama cryo-freeze? If I were in a place where I felt like I didn't have any personal connections, you know, which, which I have had at you know various points in my life, maybe. Oh, I'm glad you consider us a personal connection. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see, you know, this is important for the advancement of science i don't have any connections here Mm -hmm. i could see doing it like idiocracy yeah yeah that's the same thing too like or like planet of the apes it's like wow now that i'm here and i can't get back it's horrifying right yeah that's why i wouldn't do it yeah it it can't end well right yeah Yeah. like i can't feel like you would have regrets it can end well you think there's no chance that this planet will be better in 50 years? Even... Because that's a dark point of view. But the thing is, is like, I, even if... Well, it's not... It, yeah, take, the, it's, take the part about the planet dying out of the equation. I'm okay. just talking simple like, hey, we have the option of freezing you for 10 years, you know? Like, Walt Disney's head status, but you're alive. So it's basically, you get to travel forward in time... But you can never go back. Yeah, and you but you don't here's know what's going to be there when you get there. You don't think you'd regret it. But what if you travel forward in 10 years and you come out and you're like, oh, man, I missed this really cool thing that happened. Yeah. In See, history. that's what I mean. I mean, I've literally missed all of history. <laughs> you make it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I get it. I get it, Ash. 10,000 years of human history. All right. But like, what if you could have been alive? 
when they put a man on the moon and you could have seen the live broadcast, but instead you were cryo-freezed and you missed it. And everyone else is just uh, talking about uh, your it. Your argument falls apart. Right, because well, like, okay, I I'm alive during the moon landing. I missed, you know, Columbus's landing. I missed the Roman Empire. Like there's See, always something that you missed. And it's the wrong it's the wrong point of view because it's this is my uh this is my Elon Musk hate. Uh, Here it comes. I knew it, it was coming. It's it's why would you want to be alive when they sent one guy to the moon when you could freeze yourself and go on fucking space tourism when it's cheap and affordable in the future. All right, guys. We're, we're I want to go to the moon on a safe fucking municipal space bus. We are missing a very, municipal very important bus. fact. Do you pause time and aging for 10 years? Yes. Or do you just come out? Ten years older. No. Oh no no no! You you come yeah, out the frozen. same age. Yeah, you're that, frozen. But that, that changes can't... the whole deal. Then you, no one would do it. But I can't see how that would work. You want to just be older all of a sudden? Fuck no! I know. That's why I'm so against it. Can, can I throw out a, a kind of a nerdy science thing that bothered me? Yeah, of course. With, mm-hmm. with the the science. Which that... one? The bubble. Well, which one? With, with Where the, they drove through the core of a planet? Ugh. Yeah, which one? With the Where level. the thrusters broke through the hull of the ship? <laughs> when the robot had feelings? With the level of technology that they had with space stations and jump gates and stuff, you do not launch that ship from the ground. You build that ship in orbit. Wasn't there like a long tower thing? Oh, you mean every time after? Like, a ship of that size, there's no reason to launch it from the ground. They should have constructed that in orbit. Oh. A but there was, like, a size. tower thing that it was on. Maybe yeah. it was close to the orbit. This, this wasn't no, that's made. That's not a plot point <laughs> not the movie, to... though. Like, it was, you know, every school child knows that fucking recycling. And then the other dude's like, nah, dude, we don't recycle. Like, that was, <laughs> they launched the ship from the ground because they're idiots. A society of idiots. <laughs> So, so this is like the continuation of idiocracy is what you're saying. Yeah. This is like halfway there. Yeah. If they hadn't fixed Living stuff. on a prayer. So can we talk about like, how did they have the rights to show Looney Tunes characters and how bananas that was? Because New Line is a subsidiary of Warner Brothers. Oh, we'll fine. Have an answer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I know. When I, when I saw that, I was like, well, this must be a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. But like, it didn't feel in place with this world at all. Mm. No. What would have felt in place with what? this world? That's a good that How about created? some real fucking constellations? Well, you know, it's always kind of bugged me that all stories set in the future have characters that are fascinated with movies from our time. Yeah. Like, are there I, no good cartoon characters in movies from the 2200s? <laughs> right. That's kind of like, have you ever read the book Red Rising? Yeah. So the whole book takes place like hundreds of years in the future but all the people in the book are obsessed with like the roman times i like that better than them being obsessed with our time true but But that's like in star trek when they're all obsessed with like the 40s and 50s well that's voyager right yeah it's true like there was a babylon 5 the security chief was really into daffy duck that's weird yeah it's It's a weird choice yeah 
Yeah, like you're you're shooting cannons of was was that Daffy Duck that exploded in the sky? Oh yeah, when yeah. she yeah yeah she launched the torpedoes at the time bubble, so naturally they exploded in the shape of Daffy Duck heads. Yeah, I didn't know torpedoes uh-huh. and fireworks were like the same thing. Even if it was fireworks, she's like button 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 Daffy Duck shape. <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah and then she starts crazy. like expositing that conversation they had and I, like i was imagining after that scene they cut away right when her mom was like what what the fuck are you talking about yeah why did you <laughs> like, do that they just ah, oh, this movie they just had to explain everything with really poorly written dialogue it was poorly like, written dialogue they just they couldn't show us things even, even like the the tech kid like Hmm. They they eat their wounded. Like who, who yeah. talks like that? Or like like he's working on the robot. He's like, well, I connected the CPU to the da 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 to the da da da, and he's like pointing at the robot. I'm like, why not? Like we don't need to know these words. Why don't you just show him working on a fucking computer or, or something? Like, at the beginning, they're like, hey, yeah. the other pilot has the flu. Nah, he was murdered. Like- yeah. Why not show him? That was pretty funny. Yeah, like so well, much potential, but we're so wasted. You know what really bums me out about that is like I'm working on writing something now, and the whole time I'm thinking my level of writing is as bad as this. How can I? How can I get better than this? Because I know tell. if we Punch shot up this as I've written it at this point, it's not going to be great. <laughs> Punch we have up to make writers. this thing better. Yeah. Well, you're right, but yeah, you've read <laughs> As it. Someone you, who's you know read how it, terrible my dialogue is at this no point. No offense, but I mean it's yeah. it's the hardest thing to do. Like totally right, believable dialogue. Like you have to be an actor. Basically, you have to put mm-hmm. yourself in the head of a made up character. Yeah, and I think that's it's why hard for me. Like with the project that we're working on. I was really focusing on writing character bios because I was like, I can't write dialogue for a character if I don't know who the character is. Yeah. You know? And then I was reading the Sid Field screenwriter's book mm-hmm. and he's like saying, you should do this. I'm like, ah, that's, that's why Ash did that. Yep. <laughs> that's important <laughs> shit. Yep. You do that thing where you like make a, like a music playlist for each of your characters. Like what kind of shit do they listen to? What gets them pumped? Actually, I kind of did because I made the yeah, mom for, into for old uh, 80s rock me- hair metal. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, Metallica mom. Yeah. Metallica, Metallica mom. mom. But she's like also like 1950s housewife, but she just happens to like Metallica. So it's pretty, I think it's funny. Anyway, cut that out. I don't want someone stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess... We, we've kind of done our brain dump here. We should probably bring it on home. My brain has dumped. <laughs> My brain has dumped. Brain dump, Will Robinson. Brain dump. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right, Sam, you started first for expectations. How did it pan out for you? Um, well, I thought, because you had said, like, family Robinson in space. I thought they would, like have to set up a colony and like build their cool house in space and like see all these cool different worlds and that aspect of it fell flat 
Mm-hmm. I actually, I really liked a lot of the like futuristic designs and stuff. I thought they put a lot of time into like, especially the opening where you're like seeing their earth world, all star Warsy. It looks like Futurama to me. <laughs> Futurama. Yeah. It just, it wasn't consistent and the storytelling just wasn't quite there, but it had potential. So I feel at the whole end of this thing that it was a lot of missed potential. Mm. And having seen only two episodes, I can't be sure, but I feel like the show is going to do that Swiss family Robinson-ness that this deserves that what didn't quite make it to the movie. Yeah. Well, cool. cool. I'm definitely going to check it out on your recommendation. So will there be a (laughs) Spider-Man? And I I don't mean the one in this movie. I mean, will Spider-Man be in the movie? (laughs) (laughs) He just comes swinging through. Yes. You know, it's funny. All this time, this is the that's the first time I thought about that parallel of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ash, what do you think? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh, um, yeah, it's not my favorite movie. I I was definitely I was bored, but I agree with Sam that there's like some. I think there's interesting sci-fi things in the movie. I think. They're sci-fi things that now I've seen over and over again and other stuff, other things. So they felt a little bit boring, you know, this time around. Um, and, and predictable, I guess. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, I'd watch the new TV show. And, um, I mean, you sold me on the fact that Parker Posey's in it, like, um, yeah, she's good. I'm down just to watch some Parker Posey. So, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, movie kind of boring, but um, Scary Oldman was the best and worst part somehow all at the same time. He was not the worst part. No, worst part because he was the Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that's So he was, was the best part. and worst part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, what do you think, Brett? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that my prediction of what I thought this movie was going to be very accurately describes how I ended up feeling, but for totally different reasons, which was like the terrible CG that I was thinking of was basically just spider old man and Uh, and monkey. And there was so much more to dislike about the special effects than I remembered. Um, But then like, the conceptual stuff i was thinking like the you know the i remembered the earth was fucked and they had to leave and repopulate uh and i but there was like other pretty cool conceptual stuff in it too like uh the predicting the blogging on the internet and uh the I actually really like the the Star Lord fight costume and you know, mm-hmm. it's little. There's a lot of cool, fun details that maybe weren't executed properly, um, but I don't know. I think the biggest thing is it just felt like a lot of effort with very little reward. Mm-hmm. The, the, the whole movie, it was kind of boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you, you reminded me of something that makes me kind of sad that I was thinking about. Don't really remember the original show, but I think I think in the '60s we had this. We are explorer explorers, so we want to go out and explore and colonize. But in this movie and the new TV show, it's 
our planet's falling apart. We have destroyed it. We have to go colonize. Mm. And that's kind of a bummer. We have to go Billy colonize. (laughs) It used to be that we were explorers. Now it's we've destroyed our home and we've got to go. It's just kind Mm -hmm. of a bummer about our society. Oh, it's definitely something that I think a lot of us relate to right now, like seeing how Mm -hmm. bad we've treated the environment, you know? Yeah. So it makes sense that that's kind of the theme in this new show. Topical disaster. Yeah. I I saw this post on Facebook that was like exactly like this. It was just two images side by side, and it was like the past vision of the future and everything was bright and clean Mm -hmm. and sparkly and then it was like the present vision of this future and it was like destroyed city you know it's jetsons versus blade runner Mm -hmm. totally so for my final thoughts i want to say i don't know if you guys ever saw this or we've talked about it sometimes there was a one of an evening with kevin smith where Mm -hmm. he tells stories about his career yes and he told the prince story is that the Prince one? Uh, he, that was another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he told this story about how he wrote a script for Superman years ago. And the producer, I think it was Joel Silver, was trying to convince him to put a giant spider in it. He's like, <laughs> come on, man. Giant spider and <laughs> yeah. Superman, that's dumb. They didn't do it. But then Joel Silver, Silver produced Wild Wild, 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 Wild West, West. Yeah. And there was a giant spider. Can we watch that, please? <laughs> so <laughs> Can't watching, be good. <laughs> watching this movie, I think that concept sums it up. I think there's a lot of really good stuff in this movie. I I even like the time loop stuff, this despair of seeing how bad things went because this family couldn't communicate and seeing the redemption that comes out of it. I really enjoy that darkness, that despair and the, you know, the way they save it. I like, you know, the family exploring space, becoming colonists. (laughs) but it seemed to have that same element of you've got to put a giant spider in it that just takes Mm -hmm. a dump on everything else (laughs) that could be good about this movie. That's the secret sauce that turns this from a good concept into a bad movie is put a giant spider in it. (laughs) (laughs) The curse, the curse of the giant spider. Yeah. So that's where I feel on this movie. There's a lot to enjoy, a lot that I do enjoy, but man, it comes off the rails in a big way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that's Lost in Space, you guys. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, this is part of the Last Dash TV network of content. It's the podcast and a YouTube channel where we've got a cooking show, drinking show, video game parodies, and lots of other fun stuff. Yeah. And um, speaking of, on our YouTube channel, I don't normally talk about new releases, but we just released a gag reel for our Game of Thrones Let's Drink episode, which is pretty fun. And probably by the time you see this, we'll have a Hunger Dames episode where we're going to do Westworld cupcakes. So I just thought I'd throw that out there for you guys since it was kind Ooh, of cupcakes. movie TV related. But you can follow us. We're at Laughstash TV on Twitter. We're Laughstash TV on um, YouTube. And we're, you can follow this podcast at Let's Rewatch. And uh, we do fun stuff like sometimes we do movie polls and you guys get to choose which movie we watch. Or sometimes I post a picture of the movie we are watching because we didn't let you choose. And, um, so I tweeted this one. I got a pretty 
badass screenshot of when Gary Oldman was for some reason in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a holographic representation, but still. Yeah. But very unstable genius got the answer with lost in space. And I'm impressed. Well done. Yeah. That was, in my opinion, a very hard, nobody else guessed. So good job, sir. Speaking of, of fan interaction, uh, did I tell you guys somebody sent me like personal like fan mail email? What? Read it yeah. specifically. Yeah, yeah, about the Beetlejuice episode, and uh, I think we were joking about uh, Poultrygeist and uh, Poultrygeist, Poultrygeist, and how that ended up being an actual movie that exists. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think he's from Canada. So I'm going to guess his last name is spelled, it's not Pigeon. Is it Pigeon, Dominic Pigeon? Well, I'm just going to say Pigeon because I'm not going to try to do it. It is now. (laughs) Dominic Pigeon? A a demoiselle to this guy? (laughs) Yes. Like you could have read his name before. Well, well it's, I, I've been. Th- I was thinking. I was like, "How do, am I going to try and say p- pigeon in a way that isn't a pigeon?" And I, I just don't think I could do it. I don't even know. I took French. It's like a like a, co- a croissant thing, like oh, p- pigeon. Wow. So, email so, me again. Tell me how to say your last name. So, like <laughs> Dijon, but with a P is what you just did. <laughs> anyway, if you liked our podcast. Please give us an awesome, positive review on iTunes or Google Play Music. We want to get those five stars. Aren't we on Stitcher, too? Uh, Stitcher. And now we are also on that hip music service that all the millennials use that I can't remember the name of. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, I, I got us on Spotify. and uh, Oh, yeah. Get this. Like, since we've been on there... Uh, almost half of our downloads are from Spotify now. Yeah, so, so like, welcome. Hi, Spotify. Welcome. Thank you so much. How you welcome. doing, Spotify? How you doing? <laughs> and make sure your Spotify accounts and podcast feeds are up to date. We'll be doing this again in another two weeks for another episode of Let's Rewatch. Yeah, next time we're going to watch The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. That's my favorite movie, Will Robinson. <laughs> It's a basketball movie. It's a basketball movie. Oh, I was oh. going to say, maybe it's a sushi movie. Like, like this guy what? has a restaurant. What? No, like he's got this awesome restaurant that saves the neighborhood economy. I love wow. it. Wow. That sounds like an actually a, maybe a good movie. No, it doesn't. <laughs>